Hi, and welcome to Not By Bread Alone. Pull up a seat, get comfy, maybe grab a snack. And I am so happy you chose to listen. And for those that don't know my name, it is Sophia. And you can reach me through my Instagram at radfia. That is R-A-D-P-H-I-A. All right, so before I dive into my topic today, I want to share something with you and encourage you to look into it, and that is fair vote. F-A-I-R-V-O-T-E. It's about rank, cho- uh, rank choice voting, and I think this is the reform our country needs in regards to our election process. I don't and I won't make my podcast about politics but just simply with the injustice that continues to take place in our country, we need different leaders and I feel ranked choice voting gives a better representation of what the people truly want. Um, This type of voting can be used to elect local office as well. So please check it out. Um, Like I said, it's fair vote and you can go to their website and it will teach you about ranked choice voting and it's pretty interesting. Um, Definitely a different way to elect government. All right, so moving on. So what if there was only one religion? And you're probably like, well, what do you mean by that? Let me explain. So I've been really bothered by the Breonna Taylor tragedy, along with all the other lives that have been taken or mistreated due to prejudgment with our police. And I am very disappointed with our leaders. So these thoughts occurred to me and I wanted to share. I feel as though love is the remedy. If we all reacted in love, how different things would be. That if love was the only religion, perhaps. Um, there are several religion in this, religions in this world. Some are similar, some are very different from each other. Regardless of what religion you are in, most share um, a similarity in that being things that you should be morally morally a good person as in if you are religious you practice morally good behavior behavior you practice routines that have been passed down from generation to generation it's repeated actions that take place in religions so let me jump back to morals can you have good morals and not be religious absolutely you could be a more morally great person and not even believe in God. But that's not my point. And I'm getting there. I know you're probably like, where is she going with this? So as always, my purpose of any of my podcasts are to share my relationship with God to hopefully spark something in someone else that doesn't have the relationship with their creator. And disclaimer, I am not trying to push religion on anyone I'm not pushing any religions or anything like that. So 
this will all tie together. Let me just stay on my roll. Yeah, you could go to church every Sunday, but that's it. You don't pray. You, you don't feed your spirit in any other way or any other day of the week. So you might be or you might be committed or gave your life to a denomination, but do you really know God? And like I said, you're probably thinking, what is she getting at? I guess that this is truly more than religion, that each and every one of us are in this world, but that we don't have to be of the world. Despite this pandemic, the hatred, the evil that is on earth. Let me try to explain it like this. We can all, I think, agree that there is evil, corruption, hatred, literally everywhere. And behind the face of that person doing the wrong is darkness. But we have a choice to rise up and be the light. Every battle you are facing and every horrible, sad thing we hear about in the news has already been overcome. And I know you might be thinking, yeah, if that's the case, then why is it happening? I'll explain. So Satan was kicked out of heaven long before any of us were here. And he is allowed to roam the earth and to dwell among us. And he can use any of us as his puppet, and he does. His tactics are so good that I guarantee he has used all of us at some point in our life. And you might be thinking, yeah, that's not me. But let me just try to explain it in this way too. Have you ever been so bitter or resentful towards someone that you acted negatively in a way? Or um, think about a time that you may have not forgiven someone and that led you to possibly hurting that person or being like against church because someone did you wrong in church. Like those are tactics that are being used. Someone did something to you, therefore you react in a way, in a negative way towards an organization, a person, yada, yada. So, you know, maybe it's you can't stand the president and the enemy knows that by using this person to get his work done by using people to do things that you don't agree with creates divide and that's exactly what the enemy wants for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the power of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the hel hel heavenly realms Ephesians 6.12 says. So what we need more of in this world is people responding to the loss with compassion, just as Jesus does to each and every one of us. And I am by no means justifying bad behavior like abuse, murder, racism. What I am getting at, though, that all of that is part of the darkness that must be driven out. That those things were planted by the enemy. People that are hurt, hurt people. 
I know you might be thinking, yeah, well, in a perfect world, that would happen. That people's happiness would just, sweetness would cover everything up. But my thought is that love is the remedy. When Jesus was on earth, he showed love and compassion to everyone. When he was treated badly, he still chose love over anger and hatred. He never responded with just his flesh that so many of us could, that we do. And he could have easily done the same, but he chose to react in love. He was betrayed by Judas and even knew it was going to happen, but still was kind to him. How many of us would have responded that way? If you knew someone close to you was about to betray you, you'd still be nice to them? I once heard that the way you show how you love your spouse, children, anyone really close to you is a good in, in, good ending, 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 I'm struggling on this word for some reason. It's a good example of um, your relationship with God. I think that is pretty true. Also, we are usually pretty reckless with our closest loved ones. Jesus is constantly giving each and every one of us continuous mercy after mistake after every mistake we ever make it's never just oh well three strikes and you're out and i could go on and on about the things jesus does for each and every one of us the main point i'm trying to make is that he is love and if you have him in your heart then you are to be just that as well to everyone not just to the person that has the same skin color as you or the same political view. And sure, it's easy to be loved to your love, it's easy to be an example of love to your loved ones, but this means being loved to the unlovable, to the one that may very well be in the wrong. At the end of the day, that person is still a child of God, and remember, he shows you mercy just like he shows them mercy. Now, like I said earlier, I am not justifying if someone has hurt you or if you are in a relationship of abuse. That is not okay. And please don't be thinking, I have to stay in this because I am to show love. You can still be kind to people and keep them at a distance. There are things called boundaries, even for family members. And always remember that toxic people can't and won't ever benefit your life. So what I am getting at is that you cannot let a broken person who does wrong to you or to others in this world make you bitter and angry that you become fighting a fire with gasoline because your anger is driving you. The great Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate begates hate, violence begates violence, toughness begates a greater toughness. We must meet the forces of hate with the power of love. He said it perfectly. We must be vessels of love and not stand for anything but that. As you develop your relationship with God, you have Jesus dwell inside you and your life changes. And I always say this, but I speak from true experience. And of course, offenses will come to all of us. Scripture tells us that it will happen. 
But it is through those times that you lean on God and that will also further develop your relationship because you're relying on Him. And you don't have to respond to every offense. Let God be your defender. God promises to always be with you, to protect you, be your strength, answer you, provide for you, give you peace, and always love you no matter what. Could you imagine how this world would be so different if more people had just that strength, peace, love dwelling inside them? Love is the remedy. Those promises are for anyone who wants them. Maybe you have never welcomed Jesus into your heart. And maybe now you want to. So I always try to do my podcast where I leave it open for this opportunity. And if you are feeling compelled to do so, you just have to say this prayer. Dear Lord, please come into my life. Dwell in my heart. I know that you died for my sin and rose again. I want you as my defender going before me and always with me. Be the Lord of my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, It's just some of my thoughts about what's going on. So remember, love is the remedy. And let's let's be that vessel. Even though it is hard. It is so hard to respond in love instead of anger or frustration. And thank you so much for listening. And as always, go and let your light shine.